Welcome to the final bonus episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast, Social Impact Stories from Manchester. This is Season 4. I'm Deepa Thomas Satyav, your friendly host. On the streets and nooks of Manchester, my inspiring Mancunian guests tackle their causes with grit and passion. They are leaders, worker bees and community hosts, and they share their stories to inspire you all through this season. Relax, grab a brew and listen in to the Meet the Mancunian podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify or any of your favourite podcasting platforms. You can also check out all the episodes on my new website www.meetthemancunian.co.uk when I'll be taking a two-month break for some travel until 11th April 2023 when I will be launching Season 5. In the meantime, I hope you will check out some of my interesting guests from Seasons 1, 2, 3 and 4. This special bonus episode is a thank you to listeners and it's a curation of the most important life lessons my guests have shared in the podcast. They span the professional and the personal. One of my guests even offers you practical tips in framing an email or a complaint in a more effective way. I hope you enjoy this bonus episode and take away some tips for your life. Thank you so much. Be a good listener. That it's an acquired skill and it's a really difficult skill. Instead of just bumping my gums all the time and talking to step back and listen to the other person and give that person lots of space and time to express themselves and be very patient while you may wait while you're waiting for them to articulate a response but be a very very good listener thank you for sharing that that is true it's a very hard skill and obviously one I've as a communications professional and now as a podcaster I'm trying to continue to hone that but it is hard because sometimes we listen to respond rather than listen to uh you know really give that really thoughtful response after you've considered you've given that person the space mm. so I, I i find it's it's something that as a maybe a you know medical practitioners and people working in the mental health services um, acquire and really train up to to be as part of that therapeutic side to 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 be a really good to listen and to listen you know some people listen but don't hear yeah. but to listen and hear and I think it comes down to making the person feel comfortable with articulating their thoughts and not feel like they're under a time pressure to you know come up with that punchline um, so that's really really good I think probably it is to trust the process and I'm, I'm kind of smiling and sort of wanting to roll my eyes as well as I say it because when I did my training people used to tell me this all of the time to trust the process but I was in my early 20s and I was in such a rush to do everything and wanted to know how everything would turn out and do everything right all the time and all of that stuff. Um, and people used to tell me to trust the process and I found it really irritating um, <laughs> as a piece of advice. But now, so I'm 35 now and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I would not, I now give people that annoying advice um, <laughs> myself. And I even on my last holiday, we went to Greece uh, earlier this year. 
and I was in a shop and I saw it had trust the process written on this t-shirt and I just had to have it and it was like an inside joke to myself you know that me 10 years ago would have been like oh for god's sake I hate that t-shirt but it's it's really true you've just got to go with it there's no guarantees um you've just got to yeah keep the faith and keep going that that is also such a relevant point you brought up because it you yeah. know it's right place right time and yeah. context is everything isn't it yeah. the same t-shirt if you had seen it maybe yeah. in your 20s you would have just said oh yeah no way <laughs> so this is yeah. this is really true and it's very relatable yeah. for anybody because as we as we growing years and yeah, wisdom exactly. <laughs> we have different levels of maturity that come in i think <laughs> oh goodness i don't know how i would pick one i think the most important life lesson i've learned is listening i don't think i'm a very good listener people say i am but i always think your own head is full of your own story isn't it and whatever's preoccupying you I think listening helps you to be a better human it helps you to come down to somebody else you know instead of sitting up in your lofty throne room in your own head uh, <laughs> it helps you to understand what somebody else is is going through and I don't mean that you know just you know in a crisis or a trauma situation I mean generally you know it could, it could be anything but I think yeah Barnabas has taught me that more than anything else Bar Barnabas has taught me millions of things but the thing I probably treasure the most is the fact that I get to listen to people and in my old job it was just me talking at people as a marketer not really listening now my day is better spent listening to people because I can really solve problems that way. Well, it is it is a really important skill to develop in any field. So, kudos to you that you know you're uh, you're starting to work on that, and that's that's a great great skill to have. I think there's there's I think there's two. One, um, life often really 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 sucks, um, and it's not a life lesson that you like to learn. Um, but but everybody everybody has it. Everybody has something that happens in their life that comes out of nowhere and knocks them for six. And you know it happens to them. Whether it's it's a, a, a you know a, a, an unforeseen breakup, or for me, um, I, I will never forget the day when I got a phone call from my ex partner. Um, telling me that my son had a bit of a rash, but it was nothing to worry about. She was going to get it checked out. And um, she called me back a couple of hours later and said, yeah, you need to uh, get yourself down to, to Birmingham Children's Hospital tomorrow morning because we think he's got leukaemia. And um, you, you never forget those things. And, and everybody has them. And, and I don't think anybody sails through life with, without having something and, and it's learning to deal with that. So, so really it's learn to, learn to deal with emotional challenges. But I think for me, the bigger life lesson is learn how to structure an email and a letter and a complaint. 
And I know that, that you know, off the back of me talking about emotional stuff, and I'm sure your guests talk about really important life lessons, but honestly, 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 if you've got people who are listening here and everybody wants to complain, everybody wants to write a letter, everybody wants now to get things done, and it, there's no wonderful, scary, surprising science about it, but if you structure conversations in a way which are, you know, what is the problem? How did it impact me? And what I would like you to do about it. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. So so um, I get requests for speeches or talks or interviews or whatever. Um, and people start and they, they give me a long rambling backstory to it and I'm like just tell me what you want and I'll tell you whether I can do it or not um you know and and I find that when I'm dealing with people if I structure my emails if I structure my my thing saying look this is this is the problem this is how it's impacted me this is what I'd like you to do about it you know and and it works for everything you know this is the event I'm running this is what it's for and when it is, and I'd like you to come and do a talk for them. I think the more people that realise that, that, you know, I, I don't need life stories and other people don't need your life story. They just need to know what you want from them. And people are very, very shy, particularly when complaining. They'll say, oh, well, my laptop's broken and it meant the kids can't do it and all that. But they don't actually say what they want you to do about it. Do you want it replacing? Do you want it repairing? You know, oh, this company's treated me badly. Okay, so, so you're wanting money from it? What what do you want out of this interaction? And I think there needs to be more people who, who realise that, you know, if you, if, you're, if you want something, you need to be prepared to ask for it, but you need to ask for it in a structured way which is, this is the problem, this is what how it's impacting me, this is what I'd like you to do about it. And I think that's my life lesson for today is, you know, follow the, that mantra and you can apply it to pretty much every conversation. And, you know, then you can have your expectations managed. I think these are, that's a really practical tip. And, you know, uh, I'm thinking already about how many applications there are of it. So thank you so much for sharing it. I'm sure listeners will really appreciate that as well. And I guess you make it easy for people to help you or not by making it clear what you're, what you're asking for. Because otherwise, you know, if you have indirect people, the other side guesses yes and that may or not be what you're looking for yes and i think i i i built it up off off the background of somebody once saying to me many many years ago um for conversations they, they just said rant advice solution and and i i live and and it's something that just makes so much sense to me which is when somebody comes to you and it's it's it's, it's i've perennially been awful i think uh hope maria never listens to this but awful in relationships because my communication wasn't effective and it wasn't effective because people came to me wanting to rant or partner came to me and they wanted to rant they'd had a bad day at work and i offered them a solution but they didn't want a solution they just wanted to rant 
Or sometimes they wanted advice. How do I go about solving it myself? And sometimes they wanted a solution. But if, if you, you're not clear about what your expectations are from, from, that, uh, f- from, from somebody asking you that, um, then, then it's very, very hard to manage the conversation, to manage the expectations. And the number the number of times, and I'm, I'm sure you're the same and, and you'll know many people there, the number of times I, I get a phone call off my mum and she goes, well, I was just thinking about this problem that you have and maybe you could try doing this. And I, I'm just sort of sitting there on the phone aghast going, but I never asked you any advice on, on this situation and I certainly don't want you to be providing solutions. Why are you phoning me up and wasting my time with that? And and you know it's 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 indicative of poor communication. Which is you know if I wanted a solution from you, I'd say hi. What do I do about this? Um, so so it's it's learning that pathway. I think I learned from that the pathway to clear and effective or clearer. I'm still learning clearer and effective communication. Great tip, as we said that every single thing that happens to you, there's a reason for it. And you just have to, don't look, don't look out, always look what your lesson lesson is and how you can do better. Um, So like, don't, don't place blame on others, always um, turn it round and think, right, if I was in that situation again, what would I do differently? Um, and never let anyone tell you you can't. I lo- I love my family, but I th- there was only I, there's only one person in my family that I think believed that I could get to where I am now. And they're all even they admit it now. They go, "Oh, I didn't think you'd make it all the way through." And it's like just have that belief and just listen to your inner 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 gut. Thank you for sharing that. It's a great great life lesson because I think that inner belief or that self-confidence it can take you places because you keep you you keep yourself going when maybe others around you aren't as uh, as confident I have to say I'm not necessarily a very confident person and you know I'm saying this because I'm forgetting that there's going to be tons of people listening to this um (laughs) But it's it's more like we're just having a um, a conversation. So I don't want people to think, oh gosh, she sounds really confident. She knows what she's doing. I really be like, I mean, obviously in finance, I know what I'm doing. Um, but every day is a lesson, and I always think, what can I learn from what I did today, and how can I make that better? That growth mindset, um, and it's something I have to work really hard at. So everyone that's listening can do it. Thank you. And I, I believe that too. For me, it is to, um, I think everybody gets kind of self-confident issues. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's, I definitely get it a, a lot. Um, being mixed race and being young and being female, I'm usually in a lot of spaces where I'm the only person that looks like me. And so the imposter syndrome always creeps in. Um, and I think, the most important life lesson for me is that 
that's always going to happen. So that's the first thing for me is recognizing it. But then how I deal with it has been the the lesson that I've learned is that I know that to just sit in my feelings and feel like it. And then after the situation has passed, reflect back so that that won't happen again in that particular situation. And how can I implement things so that I don't feel that way and I don't feel, um, you know, unconfident or uncomfortable? Um, Because, you know, we're all doing our best. It doesn't everybody's comparing themselves to each other. And if you're ever in a room or a space and you're suddenly like, why am I here? Like, I'm not good enough to be here. Nine times out of 10, at least a couple of other people in that room think that. Um, So I'd say that's my biggest life lesson is that that's always going to happen. Personally, for me, it's always going to happen. But actually, how do I try and reduce the amount of times that it happens um, and just own the fact that it's okay to be a bit different and um, you are doing a great job, even if you don't think so, you are doing a great job. I think so. And I think everybody brings such unique perspectives, right? And that comes from who you are, what your values are, what your perspective is, what effort you're willing to put in, what are your passions. So really great tip. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. And I think many people uh, would relate to that because, you know, uh, regardless of gender, we all, uh, we all suffer sometimes from those not quite sure if you belong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the most important life lesson, so I'm I'm going to, I have two sort of that conflict in some ways, but one is I, I do think that if you ever want to achieve what you want to achieve, then you do have to work hard. Like you do have to put the graft in and you have to set yourself a time aside and really apply yourself to it. Um, but in the same breath, you need to enjoy yourself. So I'm I'm sort of still learning that. I think we're always trying to find balance in that. We need to work hard when we need to work hard. But aside from that, you know, spend time with family, enjoy yourself, do the things that you want to do because, you know, you never, from all the stuff that I hear and read, you never get anyone on the deathbed saying, I wish I would have worked harder. It's always, I wish I would have spent more time with my loved ones. I wish I would have worked less in some cases. So I think don't let yourself get to that point, knowing what we know now, you know, do it now, enjoy yourself and, and spend time with your loved ones. And that's the most important thing. That's a really great tip. And I think it is one that we need to always balance, right? It's like that. It's a constant challenge, work-life balance, as they say. Yeah. And uh, it's easy to go in the work mode, but to forget those little moments that you won't get back. Yeah, absolutely. And, be, and if you can find a creative outlet as well, I think that's what I found with the books in that managing a company is brilliant. And especially when you're passionate about it, I love it. But I didn't really realise that there was probably a, and I, although we are really creative within the business and we're always innovating and thinking of new ideas, there's a different style of creativity, sort of what I found through writing the books and working out the characters and being a bit silly with the stories that I, I found was really satisfied maybe an element in life that I'd, I'd long forgotten from childhood. Um, but I'm, I've been given the opportunity to run with that now and I'm really grateful for it. So I would say, you know, whether it's learning an instrument, writing a book, um, starting a podcast, editing videos, <laughs> whatever it might be, put a bit of time aside for you and do something a bit creative and fun that you can have fun with. Absolutely. Great tip. I think not to over-anticipate the what-ifs, so this may happen because of this and all that kind of stuff, um, which is can be really debilitating when you get really sort of into it and, and sort of fall into those feelings of this is what could happen. Because, you know, this is what could happen and you can prepare for it. 
However, you don't know until it's done. Uh, and it's kind of like you just sometimes just got to go for it. Love the philosophy. It's a, it's a really good one because, you know, sometimes it's better to plunge right in than to keep hesitating and thinking ahead. And, uh, you know, there's a good part of thinking ahead, which is planning, but there's also the, no uh, you know, thinking of all, all the reasons not to do it. So great tip. Thanks, Sarah. I think it, it's, it's, you know, humility and recognizing one's own weakness and challenges. Yeah. It's a good one. I thought you'd choose focus, but this is also a really good one because you sounded like you're extremely focused. You've got the eye on the goal. You're going to change that vision. Um, smile more and talk less. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and um, I think life lesson is to, yeah, I think people, people are different and it's really about listening, listening to people rather than talking. We're all very good at talking and I think if we listen more, then, you know, there's, it's often, it's also often what people don't say that you need to pick up on as well. That is really powerful because I think it's hard to be a good listener. We're always listening to answer rather than listening to just reflect and uh, really uh, give, give people a chance to frame their thoughts and share their views well you've hit the nail on the head there reflection I think within um, what I've learned also is within the Christian faith reflection is a really really big thing whereas within the Hindu uh, community or aspects I've never been taught to reflect um and so I think reflection is a really, really big, a, a big ideology within, you know, when they have evening prayer and morning prayer, for example, there's always bouts of silence. Um, they, do a, they, they have a reading and then they'll be silent. And it's almost like you have to teach yourself what you're meant to do in that silence I know you're meant to be reflecting on the passage, but how do you do that? Uh, how can you be self-critical of it? And I think reflection is a really big part of what we should be doing. Very, very true. And again, a hard skill to develop and uh, one that takes, because our minds are so busy, aren't they? Yeah. So they're always, there's a million things you could be thinking about, but just to take that, moment and to be present and to be present uh, focus present. yourself um, it is hard Ooh, it's a really tough one I know someone said to me last year who's the most important person in your life and I said um, my daughter and they said well actually it, it's not your daughter it's yourself they said because if you don't look after yourself you can't look after your daughter and that's something I'm always working on um, I'm always trying to help other people but I think as social entrepreneurs we we're always trying to help everybody and i think we need to learn to 
look after ourselves a little bit more. And that's really easy to say and really hard to do. And I am not the best person at doing that at all, but I'm hopefully learning and, and trying my best to get there. It's a really great tip. It's like they say in a plane, right? Put on the oxygen mask right. on yourself before you take care of others. That's it. And it's the same thing. Nurture yourself, self-care. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you don't have the strength to take care of others or, or your company or your family. So yeah. it is a hard one, uh, but it's a great one. Thank you for sharing that. I think that um, from Lindsay being poorly, being positive every day, but also if you are upset with somebody, just tell them, just tell them what you think, get over it and move on. Do you know what I mean? Because life is so short. You don't know what is going to happen from day to day. You know, I, I know of some people that we've granted wishes for. They, they've been told that they're poorly and then they could die within weeks or months. Do you know what I mean? They don't have a long time to sort it out. And and, and I know um, Lindsay had a friend that she fell out with and it was very difficult for her to forgive. When I think to myself, you've just got to forgive. You know, you've got to forgive everything and just move on. So if you've got something to say, say it, move on. You've only wasted 10, 15 minutes of your day instead of pondering on it for like three days and then having a massive row and then not speaking to each other again. It's a good tip, a difficult tip, uh, not easy to follow, 